baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's been almost six months since a state trooper shot and killed Ricky Cobb during a traffic stop on Interstate 94 at 2 in the morning, July 31st. We've seen video from what happened that day. The facts of what happened that day are not, at least at this point, really in much dispute. So I was very surprised today when Hennepin County Attorney Mary Moriarty announced that she was charging Trooper Ryan Londegren with second-degree unintentional murder, first-degree assault, and second-degree manslaughter. Joe Tamburino is a criminal defense attorney, a legal analyst, and joins us in studio to talk about this. And, Joe, these are the same charges that Derek Chauvin was. No, actually, they're quite different. They are that's, different. Okay. Yeah, that's what surprised me. I mean, count two of this complaint charges the trooper with an intentional act, that he intentionally committed first-degree assault, which means shooting someone, intentionally doing that, and causing them great bodily harm or death. Uh, Mr. Chauvin and Ms. Potter, for that matter, were never charged with intent crimes. Uh, No first-degree assault for that. No, no first-degree assault. And the complaint really doesn't make a lot of sense, quite frankly, because you're saying he he did an unintentional act, meaning he unintentionally killed Mr. Cobb, pursuant to count one and count three. But in count two, they're saying it was all intentional. It's really a confusing Mm. complaint. And I am confused by because... If you're a trooper and you shoot, you're not shooting for fun. Like, it's intentional, That's right? right. Yes. But the issue becomes whether or not it's reasonable force. That's another thing that the complaint is missing. In a lot of these situations, usually an expert will be hired by the prosecutor and say, in his or her expert opinion, uh, the force was unreasonable. They should not have used deadly force. We saw that all the time in Chauvin and in Potter. Uh, We don't see that here in this complaint. And that, I think, and Mary Moriarty said in her news conference today, is because it was uh, perceived as reasonable force. What she is arguing is something that I've never heard argued before. I, I find it very interesting, and I'll be very curious to see how it plays out in court. She is arguing that officers and troopers are trained that in a situation like this where you got somebody behind the wheel of a car and you're in the car, they are trained that shooting that person does not end the threat. It doesn't accomplish the goal. So if the fear is that, oh, no, Ricky Cobb's going to step on the gas and drag us off and we're going to be injured or killed, they are trained that by shooting him, it does not mitigate that threat because... Well, we've seen plenty of times people after they've been shot still are have their foot on the gas and they're still going. The threat is still there. Does that 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 argument is sort of why she said, well, we didn't need a use of force expert because the issue is that the training was that this use of force doesn't work in this scenario. 
Does that do you buy that? I've never heard that before. It's very interesting. No, and if that's what she said, she got the law absolutely wrong because training is not the law. If you break a rule in your training manual here at WCCO Radio, it doesn't mean you committed a criminal act. The issue becomes, did the trooper act with reasonable force? Did he do the right thing? But if if you were trained that this force doesn't work in this scenario and you use that force, is that unreasonable force? No, not necessarily. Additionally, the complaint never says that this trooper was trained not to do that. Mm. The only thing, and you have to really look at this complaint because they pick particular words. What they say is things like the trainer said, was asked, would it be foreseeable to expect the opposite, meaning the driver would continue to leave? And the trainer said that was probably his intention. That is a lot of speculation. That's not an expert coming in to say, under the situation that the trooper was in, what he did was unreasonable or the opposite. What he did was reasonable because he was trying to protect himself and his fellow officer. Training is not the law. The law is, was there unreasonable or excessive force? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Joe Tamburino is our guest. We're talking about uh, the news today that the county attorney charged a trooper in a scenario where I think when you, you know, you think about a jury and you think about a gut check on this. Uh, I, I am a firm believer that just because someone is not listening to an officer, someone is being combative, that should not be an invitation for an officer to use deadly force. And. I mean, just on the surface, when you say the guy stepped on, you know, grabbed the gear shift and stepped on the gas with a trooper hanging out each side of this vehicle, like it on a gut check level, it seems like a like a no brainer that a a trooper should be allowed to use deadly force. Doesn't it just seem like the, the most obvious example of like it, we're not we're not talking about being outside the vehicle firing right. at a moving vehicle. Right. We're talking about two troopers in the vehicle at this time. Yes, because in that situation, the critical moment and remember, this happened in less than a minute. It takes you longer to read this complaint than the trooper had time to react. It was that fast. And when you have yourself in a moving vehicle or part of your body in a moving vehicle and your partner's on the other side and you are also worried about his or her safety, of course, you're going to make split decisions about what type of force you're going to use. And again, I would just go back to the complaint does not say that there's some expert who says, look, in this situation, what the trooper did was unreasonable. Um, I, you, know, you would need something like that to continue with the charges. Already today, the trooper's attorney has filed a number of motions trying to dismiss the charges. Uh, is that unusual to have it the same day? I mean, these motions always come, but I was a little surprised that they were all just filed right away. Yes, obviously he was prepared. Maybe he knew the complaint was coming today. Um, no, expect a lot of motions in this case. You're going to see motions, I believe, or I'm going to guess, 
on count one of the complaint because count one is a very unusual charge where it says that the trooper committed second-degree assault and that led to a murder. You're going to see a charge on that, uh, excuse me, a motion on that. You're going to see a number of motions. One of the issues that the trooper's attorney is raising is this issue about a grand jury, that Mary Moriarty convened a grand jury and did it just for fact-finding purposes, that they did not return an indictment. We've seen grand juries used for investigative purposes without an indictment. Of course. Does he have any case here to say, like, she was abusing the grand jury pride? I guess I'm confused what his case might be. No, well, here's how grand But it is a little weird, right? She's like, she she asked for a uh, a use-of-force expert and then didn't use the use-of-force expert. Maybe she got the answer she didn't want. Well, that's there's a couple of things that are very important with what you're saying. First of all, with grand juries, you can use an investigative grand jury where you impanel a grand jury, 21 people, and you bring forth witnesses and you get the witnesses to give statements under oath to the grand jury. But then that's all that you do. And you don't use them to arrive at some type of indictment. Or you could use a grand jury for the full purpose, which is you could get the witnesses to testify, and then they decide about an indictment. In terms of what you mentioned that the media has reported, perhaps you know the prosecutor did have an expert, and that expert did not agree with her from what we see in the media. That raises a whole separate issue because – In that situation, a prosecutor must disclose that information to the defense. You cannot hide the ball. So if a prosecutor had an expert who said, look, Ms. Prosecutor, you don't have it. In my opinion, this is not a crime. And that is not disclosed to the defense. You will have serious problems. Joe, is there a way I I will say that I am uncomfortable with the fact that in many of the public's minds, We have two choices when it comes to a police interaction that doesn't go the way it should. I think reasonable people can look at this interaction and say this could have been done differently. Like, did it need to be so combative? Could there have been a different way to deal with this? Should we even pull over people because of uh, taillights that are out? Like, all these things are reasonable conversations. I get concerned that there seem to be Two choices. One, the officer gets off scot-free or the officer gets charged with murder. Why are there not, you know, you broke the rules or you did this poorly or you, you know, you get fired and you can't be a cop anymore. Why is that not enough justice for where we are today as a society? It seems like these cases, if you're a prosecutor, you, it's difficult to not file charges. Well, that's not the case, you see, because there is a middle ground. The prosecutor could decide to go for murder, manslaughter, or first-degree assault, even though it's confusing in this case. But the middle ground is that in many of those situations, the prosecutor could charge second-degree manslaughter, culpable negligence. And that would be, basically take care of a lot of these types of situations. Also, We have to look at our legislation at the Capitol. We don't have specific laws about uh, what type of crimes would be included for unreasonable force, excessive force. Some states do. We actually don't. But Mm. there is a middle ground. You don't have to go from zero to 60 and say an officer shot someone. Therefore, I'm going to always charge murder. I wish we had more specific laws on the book because we're trying to wedge just an incredibly different scenario into the scenario of a of a 
you know, what we think of as a criminal murder. Right. And and you have to add on to that, that these situations are filled with expert information and testimony because you just don't charge an officer unless you have something to back it up, such as an expert who would say, you know, they've spent 30 years yeah. in law enforcement. They are a use of force expert. And in their opinion and based on national standards, this was excessive force. Joe, thank you. Appreciate it. Joe Tamburino here on CCO. 550, back in a minute. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 